Hey, this is Neil Brennan. This is the, of course, the, uh, you're listening. Look, guys, we didn't say it, but the The LA Weekly did. 14, best podcast in Los Angeles. I don't know how a podcast can be the best in one city. And someone referred to LA as Podcast City. So I think that we're kind of the best podcast on earth. I mean, what podcasts are here? We got... It means we're better than Marin. Better than Marin. If better you're listening, than, Marin, which you're not. D- at Mark Marin, Neil Brennan and Moshe just went in on you. Uh, um, <laughs> don't do that. Uh, you don't anybody tell Joe Marin Rogan, about what happened today. Uh, at Chris Hardwick. Look, there are some real winners out here. We that, can't help what other people see in us. Pete Holmes. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Look, we think you're better, but the well, mass media doesn't. It's not. It's not really our fault. Look, we didn't. It's not. We didn't say it. Anyhow, congratulations, longtime listeners. You were right. You were right about the champs. And uh, the we're LA great. Weekly named us 2014's best podcast in Los in Angeles. In the city, yeah, yeah. Um, and we couldn't be less Los Angeles based either. Like we don't talk about LA. We're not talking and about also, like landmarks. What is the point of that? But you know what? We're happy. Whatever. For it. Look, Thank we you. take it. Gift horse. Anyhow. Where this is Neil Brennan, and I'm gonna be. My only date is Nashville, November 14th, 15th, and 16th at Zanies. So come see me, November 14th, 15th, 16th, Zanies, Nashville, and all those Vils, Knoxville. Go ahead and drive up because I ain't coming to you. Do you know if Knoxville is close to Nashville? It's close enough. Right. It's like an hour. Right. Uh, I also Moshe Kasher will be at Zanies, Nashville. December 12th through the December the 14th. So if you haven't had your fill of the champs in November, come see the other half. Wait, you're going to be in Nashville when? Uh, December 12th through 14th. Oh, a month later, basically. Yeah, one month later. So you can see both of the champs. And Maybe I'll play a clip of you during my show. That sounds great. <laughs> and I hope hopefully our, our uh, guarantee is the same, but I don't think that it is. Listen, guys, I'll also be in San Francisco at the Punchline in December uh, later in that month. I think the 27th or something like that. Not New Year's? Not New Year's, but maybe the weekend before. Just check it out. And also, Boston, coming to you on the uh, 23rd of this very month, uh, Sunday, Northeastern University. I'll be there. So you can probably Is it open to the public? I believe it must be. Well, you should tell... Yeah, I should Look probably it figure it out. <laughs> this is like when I said I was going to Edmonton, and in fact, I was going to like a complete other state in That's Canada. Hilarious. But listen, also, big announcement from me, uh, a jealousy-inspiring one to Neil. Actually, it doesn't seem like he's jealous at all, but I <laughs> wish he was. I just started my own private podcast, a Moshe Kasher-only podcast. I'm happy though, for you. Though, thank you. Though I did invite <laughs> Neil on, and he declined the offer. Uh, it's a live, taped before a studio audience, monthly podcast called The Hound Tall Discussion Series. Like a tall dog, a tall hound, hound tall. Get it? It's on the Nerdist Network. No one gets that. I don't know what Nobody it Nobody ne- gets it. It might have been an ill-conceived name. I'm willing to admit that at this point. It is too late. We're moving forward. Nerdist.com. Uh, it's my podcast. We have an expert on once a month. To, we've had physicists. We've had therapists. An had expert his, besides yourself. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm an expert on most things. But that, that, the expert will come on and, and try to talk about their field of expertise. I'd but, also like to point out. Hold on. Let while, me do my promo. Right, what do you want to point out? I want to point out the, something about the LA Weekly. Or, all right. Just hold up. on. Listen, we got, it's very important to me that all the Champs listeners go on to iTunes, subscribe to my other podcast, five-star that shit, and you can give us a very good launch. Let me first say don't subscribe to it unless you subscribe to this first. I'll don't give you be that. Going, first go to the Champs. Yeah. Five, I assume you already have. And once you're done with that, Hound Tall Discussion Series, Tall Hound, Tall Dog, Bad Name, Good Podcast, Expert comes on, tries to talk, and comedians interrupt that expert. Um... 
Oh, the LA Weekly write-up said that this show was uh, we talked to black dudes and there's like you know racial prog- uh, progress made and <laughs> right also, here, right also i mean that's basically what they said and that i slowly realized that i'm an asshole and i slowly realized that i'm broken because of my childhood yeah no. which i don't think is true at all i think it either could no. be said about both of us and vice versa we slow that's i slowly I mean. realized you're an asshole right and you slowly realize that i'm broken because of my yeah. childhood and that is true we're both assholes and both broken because yeah. of our childhood so there you go it's just another comedy avion yes sir sorry yeah there you go hey man hey i found the mic Afion Crockett is the, today's guest, as you can read. Neil fucking Brennan. And is it Moshe? Yeah. It's yep. Moshe. Yeah. Yeah. The black community loves you. Yeah. They, well, they love my name. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I don't know why I thought it was um, like Moshe, like some. Well, it looks like Moshe. A lot of people <clears throat> think it's funny to say Moesha. Yeah, but it's not funny. That's that's kind of funny though. You that gotta, is kind of funny. The first time you said you gotta that, you got to give it a little room. <laughs> you got to see <laughs> no. that that's pretty funny. See, in all on the your... other side of it though, if you're rece- on the receiving hey, end, in all what your you're genius. doing with the mic, I know you feel cooler. You don't <laughs> the want the rap do shit. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I have to tell eighty percent of our guests. <laughs> oh, not to do. that. Let me tell you, you the first up, comment up, on Hound Tall. First comment: the audio is already considerably better than the Champs podcast. So, so what? You have any dates coming up? Yeah, yeah, I um, I'm in Houston at the Improv, huge Improv down there. Y'all better fill it up. October 30 through November 2nd, I'm at Richmond Funny Bone. Um, November 20 through the 23rd, and Cleveland Improv, November 27th through the 30th. Uh, that's Thanksgiving weekend. Eat some turkey. Are you come from laugh there? with your boy? Not at all. I'm from uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina, by way of military. Wait, what do you mean? Your We're father right. was in the military? My dad's an army guy. Oh, wait. Should we just start the yeah. show? Hold on. Hold on. Let's, let's go into it. Now you're fucking with the champs. Yeah. yeah. We're back. Yes. <laughs> it's the champs podcast. Yes. 2014 top podcast in LA. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Dude, this is an exciting time. Uh, our guest today, ladies and gentlemen, you may have just heard him speaking m- mere seconds ago. Avion Crockett, ladies and gentlemen. The yeah. One <laughs> What's happening? All what right. up? I'm with the champs, yo. Listen. <laughs> yes. I'm finally. a low-key fan. You Dream, know what I mean? Dream. Oh, really? Um, He's know. a dry fan. Dry. <laughs> yeah. But still low-key. DL. You're a DL L- fan. And, and low-key, ironically in this town, means I'm an extreme fan, I but really... I, I'm trying to be cool and not show it. Right. So... Yeah, and we live in a town where everyone's so fucking cool and famous in their own mind that they don't know how to fan yeah. out sometimes or give props or whatever. You know, I always acknowledge make a point. motherfuckers for their for their work. You what? I always make a point of telling people that I like what they do. You like their work? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I don't know because you get embarrassed. You see somebody really famous and you say big fan, you kind of feel like an asshole. Yeah, but if you, I don't know. I I feel like there's a way to. I told Ben Stiller that he's excellent in movies. Uh-huh. It's a pretty broad compliment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's fucking excellent. He's, movie. You know what I mean? Like not, he's fucking it's unbelievably not false, good. What movie. you said. Yeah. Um, now, uh, now, so Avian, here's what I know about you. I know that you are an internet. You're like, you're kind of an original. You hate to say there's YouTube originators. But I think it's safe to say that you are a YouTube originator. Like you were I, one of the first guys that popped from from YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I um, I was already on TV though. So here's my my manipulation of the YouTube system. I had some sketches in my head 
that I couldn't do on on Wild and Out. Okay, you were on the first iteration of Wild and Out. I was on. I thought this was on mute. That's the Samsung Galaxy. No, this is actually the uh, iPhone six. Oh, a much better uh, phone than the Samsung you Galaxy, son right, of a bitch. Neil? And you I have son both. Bitch. So <laughs> he does have both. There's literally I'm, both I'm kind of on the table yeah. uh, around my household. Well, Neil is the Samsung Galaxy. So how important are do you, you think pro- you are? Oh yeah, you're you're the voice. Oh wait, that is correct. You're the I voice. I am the voice. I'm very oh, oh, much I the see. voice. I'm yeah. the voice, and the voice uh, the I'm, the, I'm really the conscience. You're the conscience of <laughs> I'm Samsung. The of Samsung. Wow. I'm the heart. I'm the soul of Samsung. Guys. That is crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's a heavy so you're the droid at the it's top. Heavy responsibility, but I take it. I can handle it. Uh, all right. So you were on Wild and Out. How did you get yeah. Wild and Out? Um, I knew Nick. You know, most of my my career is based off the people I know, relationships, and and that's having, anybody. Honestly, right. My first audition in Hollywood was. For a while and out, and really? I didn't know how it worked, so I was in the bay and I got an email from some, someone in somewhere. It was like, "Come down, audition." I went in, I auditioned, and I just waited for weeks. Like when I just knew I had gotten it because I just right. figured that you go, you have an audition, then you get a part. Yeah, <laughs> it was like it was like a, four months later. I was like, I don't think they're gonna call me back. <laughs> so, I, I had that happen. Off. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's gonna happen. They're gonna happen. That's. I had a shirt made and everything. <laughs> uh, did I tell you my observation that everyone in Hollywood that's like has one line, whenever you go to like the craft service table or like you'll overhear them, they'll go like, "They're talking about bringing me back." Uh, <laughs> they every time it's like they they're, they're talking. I'm gonna switch chairs. Yeah, guys. they're talking about they're they. I talked to the producer. Think about they, bringing me. They're thinking about making me a regular. Um, Based on that one line, yeah, 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 yeah. I got a good yeah. read on that line. They told me how great I was when I delivered it. So obviously, so obviously they want to bring. I can tell by the look in the their producers eyes. of CSI New York. How did you? Uh, <laughs> so how did you back. know? I play a good dead guy. Uh, how did you know I'm going to be the regular dead guy? Yeah. How I did play you a know? Great gu- dead guy in a bodega <laughs> in a pool of milk. How did you know Nick? Just from stand up? No? Yeah, just from around. Um, and I mean, I knew him since he was like 16 years old doing the improv on right. Melrose. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we knew each other from around. We had mutual friends. And one day I see him in Vegas at, at some radio uh, uh, conference or whatever, and he's in the radio room. You know, at the BET Awards or whatever, yeah. they have the radio room or any award show for the most part. And he's like, I thought it was a bullshit line. He was like, dude, I got this perfect show on MTV. You're perfect for it. It's rap. It's impressions. Right. It's, it's improv. And I was like, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call you. Uh-huh. They're gonna, they're gonna bring you in for MTV. You gotta audition for them, but you know, I've already put your name in, and it's all good. I was like, okay, you know, I mean, when I'm, when I'm running to people, I don't always want to talk business. I'm like, you know, if something's happening, cool. But if not, just ask me how my mom's doing. Let's just how is your mom? By the regular, way. my mom's actually great. Thanks for asking. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Right. That's great to hear. Tell so her, anyway, tell her to shout out to, to tell she, the Sheila Crockett the fucking century in L.A. <laughs> I'm gonna let her know that I'm on a pretty fucking big deal. Yeah, yeah. A podcast. She's so a low key fan, right? Well, my mom is just a fan. Okay, I'm low key. <laughs> Meaning, come out my mom doesn't mind telling you she's a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah. the guy that's like, oh, I'm, yeah. But I your wanna, mom is a huge podcast. Fan. I don't I mean, want She loves podcasts. Right? Oh, WTF? Nerdist? Look, Mo. Um, <laughs> look, yeah. Moesha. Wait, I, uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything <laughs> yeah. negative here. No, 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 no. <laughs> she uh, just learned how to group text, so I don't want to push the podcast right, right, right. right yet. But when this comes out, she'll be she'll be a fan. So, so yeah, the 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 wilding out thing. 
so yeah, they call me a week after I see him in Vegas, and I go to audition, and I had about three auditions for network producers, you know, all that right. crazy shit. And what did you do? And I did. Were you so you before that you were just a comic? No, I was actually I hadn't I had quit stand up for a while, and I was just working on um, just acting. So right. I had and really were you working enough I had, to, to to were you to yeah. make a living. Right? I was doing commercials and I was doing little guest star roles on shows like CSI in New York and right. always guy, playing the black guy. the criminal guy that snitches. In the end. What else could you play? I mean, I that's all they. Wish, that's all they write. That's what I wish I could play. You know? I understand. I'm, I'm always lab. I'm always lab tech. You I know? fuck with it. Yeah, <laughs> gay yeah. dude and lab tech. I only tech. wish I, I could mean... be lab tech. You know what I mean? <laughs> it would not what, be guys? believable. I'm white hip hop guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Whether you like it or not, we did already talk about Garfunkel notes on this yeah, on the yeah, podcast, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I played. Our voices are very similar. People say, but I was on an episode of Garfunkel notes playing like kind of a hip hop chin strap beard dude, and somebody tweeted at him, "You were great on Garfunkel notes." <laughs> like it's a different face. Yeah, your voice is just. Slightly deeper yeah, than the yeah, just exactly. slightly, but you definitely have the same cadence and inflections. It's a problem. Yeah, no, yeah. we don't like. Well, it. it didn't. La Weekly saw through all that, made us yeah. the fucking, made us a fucking podcast. <laughs> <that said it. laughs> um, all right, so you were acting. You were actually working act- as an actor. Yeah, I've been very blessed to be in La. I mean, I went broke three times in my journey here, but I've uh, I've been able. What to do you define back. as broke? Meaning when you don't know what you're going to eat the next day and how you're going to pay the rent. So when you start prioritizing which bills you right. can live without, that's broke to me. Did you ever, was there ever a point before you, you got successful where you were just a working actor where you felt insulted by the roles that you were given? Like on a real note, or did you ever I feel I mean, like- I'm always insulted. You know, oh. I, I have a, a love hate relationship with the Hollywood system from, from way back. But. It's the game I chose to get into. So you can't, until, specifically black people, until we have power or we have our own platform or our own, we we can't argue with the game that's being played. It's like if I'm a fucking basketball player and the only game in town is hockey and they own the court, they own the rink, they own everything, I can't be mad that they don't have a basketball when I go into this fucking hockey rink. I have to go learn to skate. There's a black dude in Canada. What, do you, right what are now, the things that you don't feel like you get as a black actor? It's just not enough diversity, right? In the role, you mean? Like it's. Like I just mean in general the the roles that are available to black actors, right? So it almost becomes comedic, like like cliche when you look at like oh an, another one. I'm talking uh, dramatically also, but yeah, right. as far as Hollywood comedy, shovels thirty years old and it could be it, right. It's all applicable. Yeah, everything. The funny thing is, I was a huge fan of that movie when I was younger, yeah. and. I didn't realize I, I was a fan of just how funny it was. Right. And now being an actor in this fucking right. game, it's so applicable and relevant and yeah. still it's almost like they could have made that shit yesterday yeah. and it's still absolutely true. Yeah. The stereotypical roles that, that the brothers get, the lack of, you know, the fact that you can have um a white actor fresh off the boat. And you throw him in a major, major film like, say, a Twilight or whatever, mm-hmm. some franchise type of a film, and he'll get that opportunity and then be a list tomorrow and have his career fucked for the rest of his life. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's yeah, some the of sort them. of opportunities. But no, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, yeah. And there, it's, just not, I, it's not the same. But what's the difference? Uh, you know, uh, parts it out. Like, and for a black actor, what? It, it's it, like this. Somebody like me, I could have a. Uh, 10 years worth of great credits, but if my right. name isn't what they consider the hot guy, uh, we don't want to take a chance on him at the box office. 
The, but it, you know what? It's like that for white people too, though, man. It really, for in terms of like leading actor roles, right. it's just a fucking. What did you do? How much money did it make? But step up. But what, I, I think what, but I think what you're you saying, guys can get TV shows. I, mean, I think what you're saying is, is it, yeah. I mean, how many leading how many leading men are are black? I mean, is it how many? There, is it Denzel? Uh, by is that my it? Calculation: Denzel, but Eddie, they have to be smoking Smith. hot. To oh, be. Will Smith, of course. Yeah, yeah. they got to be blazing hot to right. be leading. You know what I mean? So Versus, somebody, somebody like me, kind of a thing. Very, right, so you get I, yeah. what the fuck but I'm I would, right. I you agree, but I right, wouldn't right. say that, you know, it's like they Damon Wayans and Junior and fucking Jake Johnson were both in Let's Be Cops. Like, they're not right. especially... Like, it happens sometimes. And right. it happens with, with those young adult novels. They have to... How famous can you be at 15? And also, you know how I mean? famous can you be and accept a role in one of those yeah. movies? But I would say, what I would counter... Yeah. You're not wrong, but I would counter with there's always a guy like Tyrese who's on a commercial and people are like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, but it was a build from that, though. He did the Coke commercial. He was right. on the bus. Then, naturally, the progression was to drop a single, like, three years later when he's a little older. And they're like, oh, that's the guy from right. the Coke commercial. But he got acting work, I felt like, immediately. Did he? Or I feel like he got attention, certainly, immediately. I don't know. I think his, his R&B career pumped for a little bit, at least three or four years. And then he, he got a few. Uh, the acting thing started to take off. I would say that black parts will improve when black parts in life improve. You know what I mean? Oh, it, like it's, yeah, it's, it's, when there's more black lawyers in life, there'll be more black lawyers in movies. There'll be more like and it's ha- it is going to happen. It's wait, like, but, well, not, that's it's that's happen. not that that's not completely accurate. I just feel like we don't hear about all the black lawyers. Right, right cuz the focus and, is on the stereotype the stereotype. Yeah, when it comes so to the, the entertainment. For that focus to shift is a it's like a lot bigger of a turnaround radius than yeah. people like that what's hot is to continue to perpetuate the stereotype. Did you guys see Blackish? I did not see it. Did you see it? I, I watched the pilot. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. Did you like it? You don't have to here's, talk about it. We, here's, we, we yeah, yeah. I, it. I don't want to get too deep into it because um, it's a friend. My friend is uh, Kenya uh-huh. Harris. Who, um, made, who created it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, so we can yeah. literally just stop the conversation no, no, no. and edit this out too. No, no, no. In all fairness, I think the one part that I would say, and I, you know, I'll say this to Kenya himself, is... I feel like we're a little bit past the stereotypical white guy saying, hey, man, keep it real. Right, right, Use right. Use your swag. That part to me was just like, okay, we, right. we're a little bit beyond that. But again. We have the Champs podcast. It's in digital form now. Guys, keep it real. Yeah, hey, Guys. everybody keep hey, it real. Brother, if you're man. listening, please keep it <laughs> hey, real. brother, man. <laughs> that was my, that's my favorite. Hey, my is brother. Is when a white guy calls a black guy brother, like, out of his own discomfort, is, like, my favorite moment. Well, there's, maybe also, in the but there's also something about, like, they have to dumb it down a little bit for network. Absolutely. That's true. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, also, it is, when, it is ABC. when do you see it, when do you see black shit done just right? Do you know what I mean? Like, Chappelle show, obviously, and I don't say that as, like, that's the one. Yeah, I'd yeah, say the black total, Jesus is pretty totally close. Un- Boondocks is pretty close. But Which people one? had problems with Black Jesus and Boondocks. But nobody's <laughs> ever going to do anything just right on network TV. Martin, That's the other thing. Martin was Martin. just right, right? For Black I people. love I mean, Martin. Yeah, 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 but like just like it's sort of like, okay, that I'll accept. I accept pretty much every I accept the reality of it. I accept the tone of it. Mm-hmm. It's a hard thing to but get no, through. No. And it's a hard thing to get through a notes process. But don't get me wrong, like you said, for network TV there has to be a certain level of watering down. But right. the overall tone of blackish, I feel like even though a lot of black people may say I don't relate to it, I relate to it because I am of a, a mixed black mm-hmm. family, 
And I I grew up in Germany, and I grew up around people that didn't understand what the fuck we were. Right. So you have to explain certain things. And now, with him being a rich black man living in this neighborhood and his son growing up around white kids who are Jewish, and he wants to have a bar mitzvah, he's not thinking, well, I can't have that because I'm not Jewish. He's thinking, These are, this is what my friends have, so why can't I have it? Right. You know, I'm 12, 13 years old. I just want to have fun like them. They had a bar yeah. mitzvah. I want one, too. Well, I thought so, I was going to hate it. I did. I thought it was so. That bro mitzvah. When I heard the word bro mitzvah. Bro mitzvah. Oh, that, that shit was nasty. You can cancel yeah. it immediately. Yeah, that makes but it crazy, I actually, But I actually thought the show was okay, considering. I'll watch it. Yeah. I don't. I, but having said that, I don't watch any of those shows. Yeah, network like, TV is like, just you know garbage. I mean? Just yeah. all of it. But that that's I won't it. say it's all garbage. But I, there is a formula that a lot of network TV shows have that I don't. I, I can't sit through. I was saying... I like I, Edge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was saying, sometimes watching network TV, it feels like you're watching John Coltrane and Miles Davis play elevator music. Yeah. You know what I mean? People are so skilled, yeah. but yeah. they're just like... Oh, they're, they're, they're playing yeah. notes that are so flat and false. Yeah, because I love Tracy Ellis Ross. She, to me, she's underrated. Is she the lead? Tracy's she's the wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Anthony Anderson is a versatile guy. He's champ, a, Former champ. He's a champ. Former underrated. The champ. Uh, but again... I've only seen the pilot, and like I said, I, I, I had that one problem with that, that scene with the white guy. Right. I know, again, what, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It's just... I had a problem with the scene with the other white guy that was officially uh, dapped in black dude, because I was like, why was I not called? You, for, right. this, for this you role. had a problem with he not looks, getting that check. He looks like me. Larry knows you. Larry too. knows me. Anthony knows me. If you're listening, motherfuckers, which you're not, I should have had that role. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, so wait, so go, let's go back to you though. Uh, yep. So you're in, you're in Hollywood. You, you assume the next full of shit. So then you had three <laughs> auditions. Why wouldn't you assume we full? I mean, I, you know. Yeah. By the yeah. way, I had a, I just did a thing that I can't talk about yet, and I had Jamar Neighbors come in. That's uh-huh. my boy. Uh, yeah, Jamar, who's who's. Uh, how do you describe D- Jamar? Jamar is, as Gerard says, he's built like a slave, <laughs> and he's he he's, he's 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 black black as coal. Mm-hmm. Correct. I just, those guys at that roast battle. I was looking at them last week. Have you been yet to the roast battle? Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, these guys are going to be sketch stars. Like they're so good. If you're in LA, you have to go down to the comedy store on Mondays at midnight and see this roast battle show. It's, it's Thurs- fucking. Is it Mon- Thursdays? Is it Thursdays? No, no, no. no. Tripping? Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Uh oh. Well, is it figure Mondays? it out. Listen, this is your challenge. This is your challenge to find the roast battle. It is the coolest, weirdest show you will ever go. And, but and, look. Here's what I'll say about Jamar Neighbors, though. Okay. I'm Jamar, sorry. no, please. Normally, I'd get offended at someone describing another black person as slave-built. Yeah. Or, or dark as coal. But he <laughs> says that about himself. Yes. He's the guy that has no filter. Yeah. He talks about rape. He, he I said that he's a great being molested. He's like a great football player who runs in the wrong end zone. And you're like, Jamar, no. And he's like fucking <laughs> he's dancing and fucking spikes the ball. And you're like, no, Jamar, it's a rape joke. You can't. But it's once he starts running in the right direction, he'll be on. So anyway, so I had him so audition. You brought him in. Had him, had him audition. Didn't call your boy. Something that I was directing. It's not a big deal. Nobody you weren't calls available. Because you guys are the same type. Um, what, you, yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> I'm built like a slave. Yeah. I'm black as coal. Yeah. You know me, uh, Neil. So he, he auditioned for me and three other dudes. Uh, and uh, and I text him like, "Hey, great job!" Da, da, da. And he goes, he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, man. So now we'll just see what happens. <laughs> and he didn't understand like 
It's up to me, Jamar. Like, I decided. We ended up using him, and he was fucking awesome. That's great. Listen, <laughs> listen, black people in Hollywood are so abused yeah. that we just want to feel good, and we don't want to feel like it's a... It's the hey, come in. I'm, I'm, I want to. I want to hug you. Yeah. You sure you don't have your fist balled up at no. the end of that hug? Uh, that's interesting. Are you sure? We're like battered wives. He was great. He's really funny. He's just he's hilarious. Yeah. So yes. So you you were used to being battered by your by your husband, Every your Hollywood husband, exactly. And, and then you get this call for while and out. Yep. Yeah. And now and um, I went in and I did what I did. They, they wanted three what did impressions, you three original characters, and I had to freestyle rap. And I, I rapped about everyone in the room, producers. I was talking about their clothes. Like, I was just incorporating everything into the rap. So they were slightly offended and impressed at the same was time. Was there a lot of rapping on Wild Out? Yeah, at the yeah, end. Yeah, it was. It's, it's the Wild Style battle every show. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I still remember that rap that I did. I, they did let you me rap? freestyle. They uh, let me freestyle. Ooh, I, I need to hear it most. I don't yeah, know no, what it was. No, I don't remember the words. I just remember the feeling as I parking left lots outside, guys. No, dude, that was part of the audition, and they were kind to me. Like you have not been. They allowed me. I refuse to let Moshe or white people freestyle. Ongoing like it. battle. It makes me uncomfortable. Been trying this <laughs> whole time. Uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so when I don't you like left, anyone freestyle. By the way, I just it just the whole thing makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, sure. No, I can I can. See I used that. to love it. Now it just gets fucking boring. It goes on forever. Yeah, and you hear the dude that starts to stumble. Like yeah, and then um yeah. uh, uh uh and fucking um and yeah yeah <laughs> some, yeah some, some. no no yeah, no yeah yeah different uh, stylized ways to say I forgot what, impressions what I was going to say. Did you do? And I lost track of what I was going to I don't say. Even remember, I think I think Chris Rock was one of them. Jay Z was probably one of them. Uh, absolutely, Jay Z. Uh, I forget which exact impressions I did, but oh, probably Russell Simmons. Here's a question. Would you ever? You're lighter than Jay Z. Mm-hmm. When you did him on whatever shows you were doing, did mm-hmm. you ever think about putting on darker makeup? I did that for Lil Wayne. I've done Lil Wayne impressions, so I and had did it darken. feel weird? No, because I'm black. Okay. I asked Dave that one time, and he was like, "I would never." And then he ended up doing it, and that's when he went to Africa. But yeah, uh, but like, wait, Dave went to Africa. Talk yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever talked about it. On the show. <laughs> yeah, um, no, yeah, no. I was always because it's like, what's the? Di- I don't know. It just always seemed like, well, fuck it. If the character is darker than you, then why not? You yeah. Know? To, to me, as an actor uh, that now in this age has the the ability <clears throat> to show my face, my real face on camera. Right. I, of course, I understand the history of. Yeah. The actors that had to put the black face on, but right. they had to put it on as their face. Right. And perform as them, but with this fucking. And you didn't feel pressure or anything, on. right? No, for me, it was I'm acting as someone else. So right. if I'm becoming, if I'm going to play Neil Brennan, I'm going right. to. I played Eminem in a video before, so I put on a white face. Right. So I played Pacquiao before, so if you will, I had to put on the. the same with me. Yeah, I had I to play Al Jolson. The beard. Once, so it was just cool. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? This but I'm part of Asian, too. Work. So it's it like, tough. all right, I could play Pacquiao. If I just put on the right makeup, it's going to look like Pacquiao. So uh, if you put on a karate game, right? Yeah, then you look Asian immediately. You're fucking Asian. Yeah. It's automatic. Like you paint a fence, you um, know karate. You, uh, okay, so, so you, get the sh- you get it. You get Wild and Out. And mm-hmm. then how many of those did you guys do? We did... I would call four and a half seasons because uh, at the time MTV didn't want to give us a fifth season so that we can renegotiate. Right. Our, yeah. So they did the old. So they doubled up. The they gave season. us twenty uh, episodes on the fourth season, which each other episode, uh, each other season was like ten. Right. 
Um, but now Wild and Out is back. It's a newer version of it. Is it still Nick Cannon or is somebody? Yeah, yeah, it's Nick. Oh, okay. That yeah. guy is fucking. He's busy. working. He's how busy. does he? He's a does black Carson Daly. I feel like I am too busy. Already, you're not. You're never going to be as busy as Nick. I, I know. That's what I'm just saying. Just so you know, he is the the Ryan Seacrest, Chris Hardwick. That's of, a great analogy. Uh, great comparison. Uh, Carson Daly. Is Carson Daly that busy? Yeah, he's Carson on Today's Show. What do the these voice, people do? What 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 is show. wrong with them? Hey, How man. do you not? I don't like working that much. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I, I, I love sleep. Yeah, and enjoying your life like that. that you literally cannot do anything but Hollywood shit if you're doing if you have if a life I do like three, that. If I do more than three things in a day, I can't remember any of them, and <laughs> it's not fun. I'm just stressed out the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm just tired after. Yeah, it's the just not. I'm like, thing. what am I doing? It's just money. It's By the like, way, that was one of my first Hollywood sightings when I first moved here. I was in CVS at like three in the morning, and I was like, "Oh, look, it's Nick Cannon." And then I looked around him, and I was like, "Oh shit, it's Mariah!" And she was wearing these uh, like glasses that were so large, like they would you wouldn't have noticed her right. had she not been wearing the anonymous making glasses. It was like a comedic, like a like a, as if she was in a sketch. Like she had like Elton John. Yeah, sunglasses on. Would that be a nice time to go up to her and say, "I love your work, Mariah." Yeah, I love your octaves. Yeah, don't quiet, don't quiet, Fanner. Don't download Fanner, Fanner. You think so? Three yeah, in the morning, CBS. I don't know what they're in there for. Yeah, but you should probably whisper it because she doesn't want to be noticed. That's right. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Just push Nick out of the way. The huge fan of your work. Push Nick you out too, and Nick, push and then the, walk away. Yeah, That'd be yeah. a good. That seems like a don't smooth. upset lo- the bird. <laughs> don't upset the bird that she keeps on her shoulder to be anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, it was like that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you do, and you run every episode of Wild and Out. Yeah, except for I think one because I had to shoot a movie. Yeah, just one episode. I was so doing. and you, you, you like Cat pop from that. I'd say you mm-hmm. pop from that. Anybody else? D Ray. Right. Right. Uh, Taron Killam was on SNL now. Mikey Day. Yep. Got some good shit after that. Wait, was Scruncho on that show? <laughs> no, he wasn't. Okay, for some reason I felt like he may have done. He may have done a guest, uh, or you know, have I told you the Scruncho story before? I don't know. This is one of the greatest TV, one of the greatest sets I have ever seen. I was at Jamie Foxx's Laughapalooza, uh-huh. and Scruncho. I was one of the new faces, which is a whole other story. It was a terrible, one of the worst experiences of my comedy career. But I won't even get into that. I went to one of the TV tapings, and Scruncho was on. And Scruncho, for those of you that don't know, he he's like, is he a gangbanger or he or he? I think he says he. Uh, I mean, you know, he says it. I he's, think in his act that he was a. He's a very. He lives adjacent. Yeah, he was. He's a very tough looking, gangster looking type of guy, but short he's sort of and looks very 50 cent-esque he's on stage he's killing but he's like 10 minutes into a seven minute set and you can uh, tv taping and you can see the producers like jumping up and down going like please stop please it's like like, these like older white guys like waving flags and scruncho looks at him makes eye contact and then looks at the audience and goes all right you guys want to take it to the next level? And the producers are like, Scruncho, no, don't take it to the next level, whatever you do. He disappears off stage and comes back, this gangster, like gangbanger looking dude in roller skates, doing like, and does three more minutes of like the splits and flipping his legs in the air. And it was one of the, it was one of the best things I've ever seen. Did, it, did you see it air? I don't know if it ever. If I can aired. find it on YouTube, I will lay it in. I mean, please! It was so ridiculous and amazing. I've seen him do that. You, you've seen that closer, but yeah. never with the producers crying never with the and producers weeping. waving them off. Yeah, 
He wears cardboard boxes on his feet until the roller skating part, right? <laughs> I just love you got, uh, He looks at the producer who's saying, get off stage now, and then just thinks, it's time to take it to the next it's level. Turn up to, time. Yeah. 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 That's Grancho. That's turn down for very, what? You know? Very funny dude, man. I've known him for years. Mm. All right. So you, so you pop from, uh, from, from that. What did that entail? And was there jealousy where people have said, <laughs> you know what? In this fucking town there's always especially in the black community where we're always told that there can only be one guy at a yeah. time so there's always that that hidden envy and well, how do he get that and whatever so I, I i'm always aware that it's there but i also don't hang out with a lot of people i know a lot of them i just don't hang out with a lot of them because i don't want to even feel that partial that energy yeah that's yeah that's interesting that, so you're saying like because the, the the i think the 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 Conventional wisdom in Hollywood uh, is to try to like stay in your own lane and focus on you, you know focus on your own paper kind of a thing and mm-hmm. like but you're saying that in, you feel like in the black actor community it really does feel like no we're all we are all in competition with one another because it is all no one. we're we're you're, yeah well, I mean we're made to feel that way right right yeah yeah because my thing is always and to, people buy into it right totally and and start to like hate on the next cat but for me it's like look we all have different lanes right we all there are, are different jobs for all of us to do but so. you're saying that the narrative though is no there's one lane and you're all in the same one and you're all in at no, each no, I'm, other's not, I'm not saying the that narrative that you're given I'm oh right 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 yeah. sorry yeah uh yeah yeah that's what we're we're taught to, that's really into, to buy into but um i don't i i, I gotta say if i can object on white not even object but like i don't white people aren't very generous either do you know what i mean like we're not i don't the the idea that there's enough jobs for everybody is not true there is not enough jobs for no everybody. but the idea that you're not in competition with anybody but yourself right is like i feel like that vibe doesn't the vibe that Avion's talking about of like every role i am actually in competition with you for i might be in competition with you right but like i'm not in competition with like you know, some hunky leading man, right. and I, or some other. You know what I mean? It's like we. You're able to feel like no, I have my specific thing that I, and that's what you're saying is is. Yeah, people I'm not say that's naive not to say that there's no competition because you right. audition against yeah. people that sometimes look like you, sometimes all white don't. people, all Latin, all Asian, all yeah, uh, open to all ethnicities. Those auditions, right. <laughs> but yeah, so to navigate around that, I was very conscious leaving Wild and Out, even when I was on Wild and Out. I think do something they, different. Per, the, if I can just interject, the fact that they write on because I just we did it on the thing that I just did, open to all ethnicities, means hey, this isn't just for white people. Like most parts, <laughs> right? Like they literally explicitly are saying like, hey, most parts are for white people. This one's open to all ethnicities. So just so we're clear, but, but then you know I get what these I've experienced with that shit is it's not saying that. Uh, this isn't just open to white people. I feel like that's the casting saying we want to make all other races feel like they had a shot, uh-huh. but a white guy's going to get oh, it. It's for that's white even more cynical. So when it says black guy, it's, it says black man thirty, then there's a possibility. But when yeah. it says open all yeah. ethnicities, when it says open all ethnicities, I'll go back every now and, and then and I'll Malik watch. Or Omar, you're probably it's probably going to a black guy. Probably, but that's one level more cynical than what I said. You, you're <laughs> thinking that they're saying it just to I'm make people feel. I'm not even thinking. I'm going back and I'm looking this at the role I auditioned for. Awesome. And when it comes on TV or when the movie comes out, and yeah. a white guy gets the role, yeah, 
Not all the time, but hey, yeah, man, but look, we were, we were open. We decided not to, but we were open at the time. You came in, didn't you? Right. I, I came in. I came, look, you I did a great in. job. It's just that in the end, we decided not, not to go You were off book. The white person was extremely off book. <laughs> so. And also, the white person was white. I mean, you know there's what? no way around that. My pages weren't highlighted. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what it was. It can be a problem. Yeah. I tried to just go off memory. I ad-libbed too much. Yeah. You were insulting me. Do you ad-lib a lot in auditions? No, depending on what it is, because I know network doesn't really uh, like it. But I ask first, like if it's producer session, and they'll say, "Please ad lib," right? You know, because they're looking to to punch up the script also off of your audition. So I'm I'm aware of the 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 techniques and the and what they're looking for. But I ask in the room first, just so I don't assume and take the writer's work and just shit all over his thing and say, "No, my idea is better than yours." What I do is I go in, I say, "What I read was garbage." Here's what I came up with without asking. That's my don't opening You stanza. tell. Yeah, I, I, I tell. You ask for forgiveness. Actually, not apparently, permission. <laughs> not permission. Apparently, that's how Danny DeVito got Taxi. He walked in <laughs> in the costume with the script and said, walked up to the producers and said, who wrote this piece of shit and threw it at them. And they were like, at that moment, they're like, that, that's oh, he got the role. It also <laughs> helped that he had just been in Cuckoo's Nest also. Okay, that fair, enough, fair enough. And it's a little easier <laughs> when you're fucking... Cuckoo's Nest. You know, I mean, nobody he's... told me the story like that. <laughs> I just like the I know, story that, the way exactly. it was. It's like, this fucking it's what, a, what an amazing yeah, tale. If you're Danny DeVito after Cuckoo's Nest. And it, it got also helps for that he's the size of this bottle. Right. So yeah, he's yeah, cute. Yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. threatening. Yeah. He's not competing you know. with anybody. Exactly. All right. So then you do Wild and Out, and then, and then what? And then it was sort of over, whatever. And what year was that? I don't even remember, dude. Uh, it started like 07. So... I don't know, 2010, maybe? So 2010, you still haven't done your YouTube stuff, or you're already... No, no, I was already um, dabbling in it. I had done a couple parodies or whatever. Uh-huh. And then it wasn't until I did a, a Little Wayne parody that I realized how fast the rap parody shit catches on. on it's on, like day, day up. Like, you have to crazy. have it out within 24 hours, it feels like. What yeah. is the secret to getting... Is, there, is it just random, or what's the secret to getting people when to I watch put, those videos? When I put the Little Wayne video up, I, I didn't know nothing, anything different than I did what the What was the video? It was, and it wasn't even a, a song that was out, like, current. Me and my boy decided to do, it was a mixtape song that him and Joel Santana did called right. Black. It was Black Republicans, Jay-Z and Nas, and they were right. dissing Jay-Z and Nas on the song. Right. So we decided to do uh, the same beat. And have Wayne and Jewel's lightweight dissing themselves and their styles. Right. And that shit in a day, I just put it up and it just I, circulated. Just I didn't, it yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I would put it up on Twitter and right. the link or whatever. So, whatever your little, whatever your network of people was, started to mushroom out. It fucking it spun out of control. How many views? In the first, first, first day, it, it felt like 300,000. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. And it then, just, how many is it now? Oh, now that video, shit. I would have to check. I don't want to give you a false yeah. number, but I mean, one of my big, yeah, millions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And did you, did you, was that before the monetization thing on YouTube? Yeah, that was right before it. Got it. But, but how you, many, but you had to like qualify for the monetization shit. Back right? then you did, yeah. And the way to make money on that YouTube monetization, tell me if I'm wrong, is to have multiple, multiple, multiple videos with hundreds of thousands or millions of views because yeah, one video numbers, with. Yeah. A, Two million views will get you what, like two thousand? Uh, and you also need subscribers or something. The other thing. You so need it, subscribers, and yeah, it's about it's a volume game, right? So exactly. even if we sat down and did a two minute video or even a, a sixty second video of us talking, 
like what most people do with their their vlogs. Right. That shit, if you put it up every every day, every day, that's the volume game. Right. It's to get people continuing to click and watch. Yeah, and it's I just mean, about numbers. The shit that I see on YouTube is so uh, incomprehensibly bad some of it like what you what nine-year-old girls are watching yeah you know what i'm talking about those well, like, that, weird. you see that kid who's raping people oh he's good no that guy's work is good but other than the rapist <laughs> no but yeah exactly that kind of yeah. guy, leaving aside his rape which is very problematic the content is so weirdly bad it's like, nothing it's it, like it's, nothing it's, it's, it's not even basic it's not even it's not even like dinner party conversation and yet kids love it not what you, and that's all. That's kind of scary. It's so scary. It, makes it you has think, as much to do. People would rather a mediocre thing their own age than a great thing from an old person. Period. Or is it happening that people's desire for content is crumbling to such a degree that they're willing to just take anything in a solid colored T-shirt and with a lot of jump cuts? I think it's uh, there's an oversaturation of bullshit to the point where. These kids don't know the difference between greatness and just something on my screen. Or are we all old men staring at rock and roll and hip hop, you know, and going, that's not music. I think both are true. I think because I think. I I could agree to that. Yeah. Because I think it's also like, because it's not like, it's like Cam Peel's can't just do well. Like there's shit that's good that does well. Yeah, but those guys are fucking, they've been in the game for a while. They're older and they're they're genius. They they know what they're doing. Right. You know but I'm mean? saying it's not just like, oh, it's any kind of garbage can succeed. It's like it has to be. Well, that was what's so funny about the Internet is I remember everybody started to realize like making quality content doesn't ensure anything on the Internet. Right. Sometimes right. it's good. Sometimes you p- put a bunch of production value into something and no one will give a fuck and no one will watch yeah. it. And sometimes yeah. you put some garbage up and everybody will watch it. It's, that's what's so weird about the Internet is you, it's very difficult to – you either have it like, it's, like you do – or you kind of don't. It's like a weird, ethereal, yeah. difficult to really figure out how you do it. Yeah, there's. I don't think there's. I don't know what. Well, I personally ones, don't know the answer. I don't. Well, here's the answer: is the ones who don't have it don't give a fuck. It's like the rap game. The least talented guy will bombard you with a thousand mixtapes. Right. And eventually, that shit will make it on the radio and get played thirty times a day, and it becomes now the narrative. But don't you think that there? The guys that get on the radio are good. Like, Drake's good. No, Drake Little is good. good. I'm saying, here's the problem. The Key and Peels, my sketches, the, you know, the good ones have to now coexist with a sea right. of bullshit. Right. Mm-hmm. So and, and, Drake is great. I love Drake's music. But yet, there's some other ignorant shit that comes on around his shit right. that's just like, one, two, three. Oh, how many niggas come knocking at my door? Actually, right. that's a very great well, song. That, yeah, but you're, then you're just talking about like... I heard you singing like, it outside. <laughs> to myself, snapping my oh, fingers. Boy. <laughs> All gold, everything. Uh, like, there, there's, you know, shmoney uh, sh- dance dude. Sure. And, uh, like, those, you know... That I, like, I just feel like that's one of those things, like, I don't know why that shit worked. Because I don't think it, he bombarded it's, it's people. It's a beat. The beat is very catchy. It's uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, he's talking about killing niggas in the street. So it's right. like, <laughs> how how hard do you want to celebrate it? How hard do you want to do the shmoney dance very. to it? I, every time you're I in, hear you're into that. No, every, he listen, wants to. Oh. <laughs> people are into it. <laughs> yeah. Every time I say a week ago, I jump up and do the dance. A week ago, a week ago, because it's part of the song. It's right. ingrained. It is in my funny head. though when you find yourself da- like, oh shit, I love this, and then you listen to the lyric. It's like, like kill ah. all women. Wait, no, no. Yeah. I, <laughs> I shouldn't love this as much as <laughs> yeah. I fucking do. Well, that was a, in the Bay. It was so funny. Like, you go to a, a club. Look, a lot of people get popped in The Godfather. 
Yeah, no, that's Straight very up. true. But you, you like you go to a club in Berkeley. Uh, there was this one dance club in Berkeley where it was hip hop and it was all these like super progressive liberal hippie girls who'd grown up in the Bay. They were very progressive and they would there's uh, you know feminists and then all of a sudden you know um, you know what, the Snoop Dogg when I met you last night. What the, what's that song called? Uh, when I met yeah. you last. And all the girls, all these like crunchy granola girls, just start singing along and like dance, jumping up. This is my. So it's like this yeah, cognitive dissonance. It's good to just have fun to some yeah, of this shit, right? Because even with the example of people getting killed in movies, the difference is actors. When you see them in acting. interviews, they're acting and they yeah. say that. Right, Rappers yeah. come off the the video set and try to still portray. This is my life, my nigga. This right. is what I do, son. Right. And it's like, okay, that's not helping the youth that believe that you're really doing this shit. Yeah. Uh, okay, so so you get, so you start doing videos, mm-hmm. and they're getting millions of views. Mm-hmm. You're promoting and killing people in the streets. Absolutely. You're promo- uh, and, and laughing at it. And laughing, right. And, and, and then the does Jamie Foxx come to you? Does Fox come to you? No, no, no. I, um... Because in between all of that, I was doing, I did like some movies, dance flicks, Soul Man. Um, Wait, did you say Soul Man? Soul, Soul Man. Man. Oh, Who was in Soul Man? Not the C. Thomas Howell gem. Really? Not the gem of C. Thomas Howell. Speaking of blackface, that was a true <laughs> classic in the genre. Uh, Perhaps the last great blackface yeah, film. One of the, yeah. <laughs> that was accepted. Just starring James Earl Jones. <laughs> yeah. Is that As right? As mentor, yes. His mentor. Yeah, wow. he okay's it. How did that movie get made? That was he like looks the, in literally the camera. at the very end of acceptability. He looks in the camera and says, "I'm fine with it." <laughs> we, we, we were asleep. We um, were asleep at the wheel. But um, so yeah, as far as the uh, the Fox show, Carl Jones, who was co-producer on Boondocks, he and I are old friends from North Carolina. We went to high school together, and he called me one day and said, "Are you? Do you have any live action shows?" Uh, or any ideas for live action shows and I was like yeah, yeah we can do a sketch show he was like hmm alright let me let me run that past my folks because they're looking um, and it said Fox is looking to do something like live action comedy yeah. and so he and I went to we had meetings with production companies production companies signed on we had meetings with Fox got all the way up to the, the top top meeting with the president and then he says um, uh Jamie also, uh, Jamie Foxx was, was in here last week, and he also wants to, to bring back Sketch. And I remember Jamie had done a few pilots before that that I had heard about around town. He did and, uh, Let's Take It to the Next Level starring Scruncho. I don't, I'm not familiar with it that. It was one. a skate, skate, ice, <laughs> roller just, skating sketch comedy. That was yeah, a joke. I'm trying to help you out. <laughs> yeah, the, I'm not familiar with You never you tried out. to help me with a joke know, before, and, so it must have, it must have thudded hard. Guess what? Not going to happen again. Because <laughs> I, I know how bad that I'm, I'm drowning right just now. Just your compassion. I didn't even know you had compassion. I'm drowning right now. Yeah, we're all drowning right now. I blame you. Apion is looking at us from the shore. I totally forgot the story from 10 minutes ago about Scrancho leaving the stage and saying, let's take it to the next level. Yeah, it totally. Because no, it he did not do well. Did, we can all was, agree that it didn't do didn't well. Didn't do well. <laughs> no, I mean, look. No, no, well, let's analyze this. It's the shmoney dance of bad jokes. It right. caught on as we'll, a bad joke. We'll so there you go. go. <laughs> Jamie Yeah, Fox. I didn't hear about that one. But, uh, yeah, Jamie had a few pilots. So he um, sketched specifically because everyone was on this. You yeah. Know, when Chappelle left, everyone was yep. on this. Let's try to figure out a, a new and living color slash Chappelle yeah. feel, whatever. Um. And so, yeah, we get to the meeting at Fox, and just when we think that we have the show sold, just on my merit, 
they were like, well, we should bring in, you know, Jamie to to partner you guys up. They like and a black EP, they like a black success to to partner people with. They like yeah. a black. They wanted like me to be a proven black person. Exactly. Exactly. That's why Shaq has a comedy label. Oh, right. that's interesting. Because it's like, well, no one else stepped up. It's like Russell Simmons. No one from comedy has ever had a comedy. Russell Simmons and Shaq are the two biggest black comedy names. Yeah, music and, and basketball. Yeah, that's have, interesting. Yeah, just because it's like a white person. Go like, comedy in uh, he's, hasn't, he's been around us before and didn't stab any of us. Because so that was I the think, resurgence of Kevin Hart's career was the Shaq All-Star yeah, in completely, Arizona. Completely. Yeah. Um, so kudos and and yeah, I mean God bless him for doing Russell it. But yeah, yeah, Shazams, big Shazams. Did you see? Uh, did you see? Um, uh, I'm not helping <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> but you thought it was a little funny. <laughs> no, I, Look, I, no, I was, I'm in a volume game, Atheon. You understand? I'm not a quality game. I'm hearing it. I was laughing at myself. I was watching myself not help you. <laughs> and I was enjoying laughing at it. You were laughing at your own I was laughing at my own. I, I was laughing at myself in the mirror. Um, uh, they, they, Moshe is always writing. TMZ. I love it. Your I, I do, I do it. I, I'm always, always writing going. bad content. That's what I do. I'm, I am actually... Not throwing, a lot of subscribers either. No, but just but bombarding you with content until my shit hits the radio. Um, a subscription of one. The, uh, somebody asked Cat Williams, TMZ asked Cat Williams, like, do you think Shaq should be in comedy? He's like, I don't think he should be in comedy. And he goes... He goes, but he goes, I don't think Marlon Wayans should be in comedy either. (laughs) (laughs) We consider Marlon, Marlon Wayans calls himself a comedian. It's fucking hilarious. That's really funny. (laughs) He Uh, says this on TMZ. He said it on TMZ. It was so fucking funny. Marlon Wayans. I can't get it out of my head. Uh, Okay, so. Marlon Wayans. Yeah, so they had you, uh, so they teamed you up with Jamie. Had you met Jamie before that? I met him in passing. Like, you know, Jamie's the party guy. So, you know, you'll run into him at certain clubs or parties or whatever. And, um, but yeah, we had met. We had met before, but we weren't like acquainted. We weren't homies or nothing like that. So you meet with Jamie and what was, how was that? I was cool. I mean, I've always been a fan of the versatility of, of Jamie and, you know, everything from any, any comedian that can successfully do music. Right. That's 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 a win, you know, because right. Eddie tried it, and Eddie's probably yeah. my favorite, right? And it just didn't right. work for him. Although, and fuck, fuck you for saying that, because Party All the Time has hey, had. I like that weird far reggae more, thing. Far you more, you like longevity. the red light song? I like that red light song. I don't know. I I went into it ready to hate. And I oh was no, like, the thing about red light, it's like all reggae. It's fine. Right, right, exactly. It's fine. Reggae's weird, isn't it? Because it's, it's the same song. It's the only over genre of music again. where there's one good artist and then a bunch of people who are trying to basically sound it's like, like that. It's like the only good like reggae song, really, is that. Keep going. Well, no, that's, Keep talking. That's like one of the. I, that's, that's the dance only, hall, though. Right, okay. There's same a dis- shit to me. There's a, but there's a distinction, though. I get you, but like, really, I hear you though. It's like reggae is fucking like, eh. But no, you I mean, heard you one, you heard them all. Peter Tosh, you got Marley, you got a lot of classics. I mean, Bob Marley shit. is fantastic. Peter Tosh is good, and then everybody else is kind of like it's a bunch similar. of also rants. Yeah, I would rather l- listen to like old ska and dancehall because at least there's more variance in the in the music. 
Really, Bob Marley's all that I uh, you need to bother with. You guys are totally person, shitting on the whole Jamaican culture right now. I don't care for any that? island, any island. Come on, any dude. island at all? I don't I'm like from England. Trinidad and Tobago, like man. Fuck you. Are you all about Trinidad and Tobago? That's my bloodline. My mother is from Trinidad. How dare you? You know what I found out yesterday? Piss on my legacy. Speaking of the islands, I we we were googling last night countries that. Homosexuality is illegal in how many? Oh yeah, yeah. eighty six or eighty six, wow. and a lot of them are. I are most of them are, are like Muslim, but then almost the whole Caribbean island chain. Oh yeah, is, that's the whole Bati Boy thing. Right, yeah, they don't it's play. They don't fuck with that. They don't fuck. Yeah, they literally. They I knew that about Jamaica, but I, it was like all of the islands. It's, yeah, it's not. It's not welcome. It's not warm. No, not, but it is warm. <laughs> it's warm. But not warm too. But it's not a warm welcome. For that. Um, <laughs> Okay, so so you sit down with Jamie. What's he want to do? What do you want to do? How do you build the show? Um, we build it um, brick by brick. Um, you know, and it, it wasn't just me and Jamie. So this is what uh, why the show probably didn't work was it was 12 producers in, in the room. Uh, with power. With power and opinions. And anytime you're doing something creative, as you well know, you, you gotta. I mean, that's why I respect how you and Dave, y'all wrote that shit yourselves, and you, yeah. you kept motherfuckers out of the room. And that's where you're gonna get the purest thing from. Right. So yeah, by the time my shit hit the air, it was the product of twelve or actually thirty. Were they all writers, or they were just? Oh no, producers? no. no. You, you deal with you know executives or producers that just have an opinion and they have a job title and they feel like I need to say something because if I don't, I'm not going to get a check and people are going to ask why I'm standing in the room. Right. So just a, a, a lot of people that just didn't understand my voice, uh, back to the sports. Were they analogy. all comedy people? No, no, they were just, just they were, they were suits. They were, yeah, they were executives from the other side of the table, you know? And, and I always use the analogy of, if you were to see LeBron out of high school and say, we love that shit. I go back to the sports analogy, the, the right. basketball versus hockey. We love the shit you do, LeBron, but we want you to play hockey. Right. It's it's a sport. You'll adjust. It'll be all good. So they definitely, going back to the network TV thing we were talking about earlier, they definitely wanted me to tailor it more to middle America. And, and it wasn't. It wasn't what I sold in the did room originally. That, did you I mean, that's the thing. that goes, I've actually said that because they always wanted me to do – after Chappelle, they wanted me to do 11.30 on Fox. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't For want... what? A sketch show? Or no, I think they wanted a primetime sketch show. And I was sketch. like, And I was like, I don't want to do... I don't want to do... I don't want to... like. I literally said, I don't want to play jazz in Giant Stadium. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to do like a big a, like niche show on a, on on a, a network. huge network because you're just going to lose. Like, you can't win. Mm-hmm. So did you ever feel like, fuck, why did I even do it? Like, did you realize quickly, like, oh, I should... I'm fucking stupid for doing it here. Not stupid, but, like, you just get in... Your boy calls you, and the next thing you know, you're out of nowhere. You're like, whoa, 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 wait. It was twofold. If I didn't have the In Living Color example to look back on, I probably would have been that that guy all the in way. In Living Color was a long time ago. I know, That's the thing. That people, it was 25 years ago. And Fox was a startup network. Yeah. Again, how often do we have those opportunities? Like yeah. We were just talking earlier that black people don't really have the opportunity yeah. to be new um, in this town. So, it, you know, you're looking at an opportunity like that, and there's pros and cons on both sides, but eventually I, I signed up. Yeah. And, and, you know, as many regrets as I could have, at the same time, 
But it opened about- it opened a lot of doors as well. I haven't stopped working since. But yeah, right. to your point, I get it. It's like we even had we had good ratings. If we were on cable, I had over two million uh, viewers a week, almost three. That would have been a great hit show on cable. Huge, right? Would have been. But huge. for Fox, it wasn't. Those numbers didn't mean much. So right. That's, and do yeah. you find okay? So we could talk for days about what they did. What did you do wrong? I. Yeah, I, you, I signed up for to. it. Okay, but <laughs> I'll, I'll be like, honest that I signed up for it, and I went into it too emotional, right? Because sketch. Did you find that you had limitations? Because I always find that, like, when you do a show, you realize like somebody. Seth Meyers told me a story recently that somebody hosted SNL, a mm-hmm. fucking comedy monster, mm-hmm. like a fucking wrecking ball. And someone and they wrote a uh, sketch where the person was supposed to do an Australian accent, and he goes, "I don't do an Australian accent." And Seth was like, "How the fuck do you?" And then he realized, like, "Oh yeah, after a certain while, like some of your career is just talent management of like knowing what you're good at mm-hmm. and knowing what you're not good at." Mm-hmm. You know, did you find that there were things that like you disappointed yourself with? Were you not a good delegator? Were you not a good writer? Were you not a good like? I literally had no control. I, I was given a show with that I had to fight to have my name on it, but behind the scenes, all the power was taken from me. I was being told what to do. I was being, you know, it was it was a. There's a book that I could write about this shit. Right. And each but, time you subjugate your will, you kind of like you go, "Oh, this is okay. This is okay. This is okay." All yeah. Down, it's like, right? all right, you let go. Me, well, let me they play did ball. This, right. So how? Because I find that I find a lot of. I also find that when people go. Well, why would they give me an opportunity? Right. These are the same people that gave me an opportunity. Right. So if I don't, if I think that they have bad taste, then I'm impugning myself because well, the they in char- like me. And also these are the guys in charge, so they must on some level know what they're doing, which right. is not always It true. wasn't always that, but I would say this. As much as I disagreed with them a lot of the times, I, my mistake was feeling like I could fight every battle. You know oh, and I mean? you tried to fight every battle? Oh, yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I mean, look, I, I'm very passionate about sketch specifically. If it was a different type of show, if it was a sitcom, and it was – I probably wouldn't have been as, uh, as you know, Oh, because you, you know that you're right. I know – no, I know sketch. That's what I'm saying. You know that you know what you're doing, so yeah, when yeah. somebody says that's I, I know, not how you I know do what's it. right for my core fan base. Right. And I know I have limitations, but I wasn't afraid of them. Like, I wanted to – my vision was to have – the dopest writers in the room. I had a lot of writers forced on me that were that just weren't even writers. I had uh, uh, I just lost my train of thought. That's how bad the experience was. <laughs> Your um, brain won't even allow you, you to fully a, you, engage you with were, it. You were sensitive to you. Th- you know sketch, and then you. But got yeah, forced. they they always say. Uh, I've always heard like the Warren Buffetts and the the Steve Jobs. They say hire the guy that knows more than you or yeah. that knows what you don't know. So I was clear on whatever my limitations are, I can get people in the room that can service that. I can get the right cast of comedians who are organic, not someone who's forced on me, but somebody who's organic. Maybe some of the writers who are comedian friends of mine can jump in these roles. And it was just a lot of a, a lot of resistance to anything I said and, and at some point i just was like all right i just need to stop fighting because i don't even have the energy anymore right to... were you like feeling sick and toxic at that point in your life absolutely like oh, it was man. it was a <laughs> it was a bad i almost went to africa but yeah we don't no, want to talk about that now do we uh, it happens 
it people comedians go to Africa. That happens. So that I settled for a trip before. to North Carolina. Sketch comedians go to Africa. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Right, it happens every day out here. Yeah, yeah. out in these streets. In these streets, in these we go to Africa. <laughs> in these streets. Yeah, I almost went to South Africa after a bad experience. One, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's again volume game. Hey, Playing listen. Volume game. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm throwing jokes you, out. But what did you find? I want you to talk more about what it was. So you didn't. What do you? But because I've done shit and I always come away with like it can't be as simple as I just listen to the wrong people or I got steamrolled. Uh, tell me more about what you would do over and what your uh, mistakes you made. Because all the people Honestly, that are I wouldn't sign up for a, a situation where. I don't have control or power. Like that shit would be in my contract. What the the final edit looks like. What you know, creative decisions. Who can veto what? I'm not gonna sign up for another s- scenario where I don't have creative control. Right. So you were seeing your. I, I imagine that it's like you're seeing your dream. I had it fall between your fingers, and you no, know it's happening. That's a nice, nice version. I had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I had a baby. And I watched the hospital take this baby in, we're, we're in the next murder. room <laughs> where there's a glass, but there's holes in the glass, so I can still hear what's yeah. going on. We're going to murder your baby. Cool. <laughs> no, no, please don't murder the baby. And no, no, there's trust knives us. coming out. Right. They're stabbing. We're doing <laughs> surgery. We're not murdering. No, no, no. Trust doing... us. We know this is good for the baby. Surgery. You're cutting its foot off. Yeah, yeah. So that's what and happened. Was, what was Jamie's part in all that? Jamie was... The you know sometimes he was a voice of reason. He was he has his own career to manage, right? So I mean you know I couldn't run to him every time I had issues or or whatever. And then there were times when he and I had you know we saw things differently because our creative styles are different, and it is what it is. But um, yeah, I mean at the end of the day, it it we had six shows on the. In the summertime, which was another indicator that they didn't really believe in it. So right. they gave us six shows in the summertime um, after Family Guy reruns right. on a Sunday night. Yeah. Also, why even put shit? Why do you can't do sketch in primetime? It's like it's just a it's a great it's a, right. It's a graveyard. It's like Afghanistan. Like, just don't go. You're going to lose. I learned so much in this in that in that scenario that if I had it to do over, I would. I would change all kind of shit. Do you think but, if you had it to do over, you would be able to have wrested success out of it? You would have been able to, like, with the knowledge you have now, if you had that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I would I would have you on the show. So, oh, I mean, shit. Thank you. Volume game. Um, <laughs> See, he knows. A, 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 yeah, this my man, volume game. <laughs> to my left, okay, you know. Okay, you guys ready to take game. it to the next level? Motion volume, volume game, coach. Volume game, son. <laughs> <laughs> You like what I did with that, right? You feeling that? It. I appreciate it. Yeah, it. it would be wildly successful, son. When they when it was over, mm-hmm. did you feel relief, or did you just um, feel crushed? I, I, no, no, no. I, I felt I felt relief after we wrapped tape before it even aired. I, I felt the relief of all right. That was a it was an experience. Mm-hmm. But here's the great thing: um, Kevin Hart, good friend of mine, he pulled me aside before the show aired and while we were in production. He said, "Afe." He said, "Don't don't get so emotionally wrapped up in this shit." He said, "It's just an opportunity. Look at it as that." He said, "I've had sixteen pilots that never <laughs> made it to the fucking air." Yeah, you know, I had a, a failed TV show. I had this. I had that. I had failed movie, Soul Plane. He's like, "Dude, just look at it as an opportunity." So I was able to get knowledge from guys like like that 
the Wayans brothers were real instrumental in in being supportive and giving me the game. So. Marlon Wayans. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. The cat said that, man. I love both of those. Marlon dudes, Wayans is a comedian <laughs> as well. <laughs> I do like it. It's fucked up, but it does. It's I, funny. I, see why it's I can hear him head. saying it. Yeah, me I know. Too. Gotta look so great. It's on it. TMZ. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up as you speak. Um. So yeah, man. Uh, but but coming off of the uh, the show, Marlon Wayans. Since we're talking about him, he was very uh, instrumental in being the big homie, and we we did Haunted House one and two, and that allows me to still create characters, original characters on screen that you know kids tweet me about every fucking day. Right. So so after the fact. Is it still a toxic? Yeah, how did you like... Well, all right, but there's one thing of like knowing you're about to get punched in the stomach. Mm-hmm. How did it feel to actually get punched in the stomach? <laughs> it's not a good feeling. No, but having been punched in the stomach, do you feel yeah, like yeah, you're I've a better been, man for I've it? or been do you what? punched in the stomach. Um, I'm definitely a better man for it. You know what I mean? Because it's not something that I dwell on. Right. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here talking to you guys about it, and this is the most that I've talked about this. Is that right? Since the show. Um... Because I believe in in the champs, and I believe I am a low key fan upholding the number one podcast uh, rating because people tune in to the champs to hear the raw story. I mean that is true to some degree. It's not you know it sometimes is a volume game, Neil, but sometimes it's just about telling a true story. Absolutely. And, and did I you to, and and did, what was the low point of getting punched in the stomach? The low point, meaning um, like when were you like? All right, I'm not going on Twitter. I'm not going. I'm fucking. You, uh, are, you, you know what? And who did you must? Well, the worst part is you. There's about forty people you want to choke for putting <laughs> you in that position. No, the thing about me is I'm not a bitter guy. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't. You know, sit around and blame, blame, and you know, for for a while you get angry and you say shit to yourself or your close friends. But at the end of the day, you got to pick up and just keep moving. You know, and I wasn't. I heard bad critics. I heard great critics. I heard all types of different shit. But the thing about me is because I was on YouTube for so long and I would read some uh-huh. of those comments. The critics will never the, compare. And Worldstar. Yeah. Like that, never compare. Those fucking critics those people, behind desks. Yeah. No, those people on, are man. mean just to be mean. They don't even need – your content is meaningless to them. They don't even watch the video. They just yeah. want to say some shit. So at the end of the day, I've dealt with all the – the negativity, and I don't take it personal because, you know, people don't know who the fuck I am, so they're going to say what they want to say. I heard negative shit about Chappelle. I've heard negative sure. shit about Marlon Wayans. Oh, <laughs> I heard... think I may have the clip. Uh-oh. Oh, you have it? You're going to play it? I believe so, yes. Athletes and trying to get into comedy, and he had this one locked and loaded. Listen to what he says about Shaq and a bunch of other people getting into comedy. Do you think Shaq could be a uh, stand-up comedian? Who do you think? I think that Shaq and Russell Simmons should get out of comedy and stay in their lane. They don't see us making a league of professional basketball players under six foot. So what qualifies these dudes because they got $100 million to come over in comedy and do Shaq's all-star get out of here, you bum. That's why I take the rest of you girls. (laughs) Like you took Kevin Hart from me. (laughs) I want my bitch back. Let's get some perspective on this from a guy who actually was on Def Comedy Jam, was one of the... Whoa, whoa. That was not the clip, but that was a shots fired situation. I'm going to vote that we stopped 
playing clips I mean, <laughs> right, wow, right here. Was, I did not yeah. anticipate. Right here. That was a little tight. Uh, I'll just edit it out. I want it so bad. Wait, why are you going to edit it out? I'll it's on the it. internet. We didn't, it's on TMZ. No, no, I don't care about that. I just want like I want the Marlon Wayans. What was funny, though, you, you didn't have the benefit of seeing it, but when Kat said, get out of here, you bum, his outfit was supremely bum-like. <laughs> I, he just did look a little bit like a homeless person. Oh, man. Kat's special was funny, though. Oh yeah, the last one, uh, yeah. Spike the Spike came out like a month ago. Cat is a funny dude. And he, he is, is funny. funny. And what he I hate, great fucking. We got tweeted joke. like a motherfucker. Do you see it when it came out? Oh, for still fucking, still fucking. They were just like, Cat. That is, is t- he is really doing his thing. That is a great term that you guys still fucking, <laughs> still fucking. But we have always said that, which uh, I am not. Well, we have always said that of all the stool fuckers. He's the they're case. all garbage except for Cat. Cat He's truly the, is a, a virtuoso of yeah. stool fucking. He, he, he cha- his stool game bananas. It's bananas. Yeah. No, um, all right. So since then, so you just sort of ignored it and whatever. You just sort of yeah, took I mean, it. Why, and, why dwell on some shit? That, yeah. It's like I use the analogy of if I'm walking down the sidewalk and I trip over a crack in the sidewalk, am I going to stand there and dwell on the fucking, that's the crack that tripped me up. Right. Bring Keep people walking. by it, especially you, especially baby, being you a brother. See this. Let's take a detour. I want to show you this crack. Yeah, especially brothers. We play off that shit anyway. We play it cool. We just keep on right. walking like the shit never. Oh happened. yeah, you meant to do that. You meant yeah, to I meant to do that shit. Nah, that, the Fox show. Yeah, that was it. Was only supposed to be six, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a long ass HBO special, my nigga. It was, yeah, it was like some BBC funny. shit, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that no, the shit BBC, is, right? You know what we do, we bring that BBC shit. It's a novelty, son. BBC, fuck out of here! <laughs> I did that shit, yo. Uh, and so, so got wild bread off of that. And did you? Did it help your road at all? I just got back to the road, actually. Yeah, I just got back within the last uh, year. So this year, you're saying? Yeah, this year. I mean, your YouTube thing must be bigger than your. I mean, that you know that Miranda sings. Do you know who that is? I've heard of her. See, is this girl who puts fucked up like fuck doll makeup on? Yeah, and sings not even parody songs. She just sings regular songs in a funny voice. She sells out theaters across the country now. And like that's like her career. I mean, it's yeah. so ridiculous. Do you so if you're putting real content out, no. you don't make you, videos you don't anymore. No, I Why haven't not? made it in a long time. I got burnt out on it. Just like sick of thinking of it. I just got them. burnt out. Listen, I'm, I'm the guy that I don't like to be in comfort zones. And a lot of people are like, I don't want to be boxed into he's just a guy that can do impressions because that's right. not all the fuck I can do. And after a while, I just got burnt out on just doing that. And and the expectation of the videos goes up. So now you have to spend more money. And now people know you have money. And they're like, uh, well, I can't do it for free no more. I need this. So it's like you, you start spending money on shit that you're like, you know what? I don't fucking. I just got burnt out. Like props and equipment? Everything. Because like I like to go details with with the right. videos but uh location props what was the most you made off of youtube if you don't mind me asking um and how much did you make last year specifically <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember i mean I, because i wasn't in the volume game i didn't make a ton of money off of youtube i probably was getting like five six thousand a month yeah yeah That's but it wasn't bad, like though, for something like passive income basically. exactly yeah yeah and you're actually doing a lot of work you're making sketches the guys that are out there just p- Pressing on on their on their cameras, <laughs> yeah, volume game. That's that's like a that's a wonderful life. And then except and then when, to, and then, then you, you get to rape. Then you can rape people um, with impunity. Rape, look, is, the raping's free. Right. Rape live, actually, you could sell you out do theaters. That live. Yeah, that rape was, live. You live rape. There's a lot <laughs> of actually these weird vine. There's another. There's a vine star that got accused of rape. Like 
There were a couple in the same month. That, what's happening out there? It's yeah, look, it's not just football players anymore. Right. They were it's expanding. Not, it's hope I'm sure that the white fear of Viners will begin now. Did you see the Bill Maher Ben Affleck clip? Yeah. Shall we talk about it? Uh, I didn't see it. Yeah, if well, if you didn't see it, how to describe I mean Mar was he, there was a very simple thing that Mar could have said. Yeah. It's in the Quran. Even that, I feel like I felt like it was pretty Basically awful. Mar was saying that that uh that all Islam is hateful no, and misogynist. I didn't and, think he was saying that. And actually. murderous. I think what he was saying was there's a problem in culture where it's okay to criticize the ignorant parts of Christianity, Christianity and, and other religions, but but when you get into criticizing uh, for liberals, when they liberals get into criticizing Islam, yeah, they get right scared because Americans. it sounds like oh, it's but once a, they get into Islam being completely misogynist, uh, thinking it's okay to stone people, thinking it's okay to but chop liberals the, generalize everything, don't they? It's I mean, everybody generalizes everything. But, <laughs> but what they're saying, in, so in, when in, they get to Islam, then they go like, we have to be tolerant. Right. We have. We can't say. Anything. And Mara was like, no, fuck tolerance. It's backward. It's a basically. It's a backward religion. And uh, and Ben Affleck was saying like, you just sound like a bigot and hateful mm. and stereotypical. And but I gotta say, if Mara just said it's in the book, which it is, and the the thing that the West always makes an argument of about Islam is. Catholicism and Christianity had a reformation. There was a point where they were like, "Yo, this we can't fucking live by this shit. Like this mm-hmm. Bible right. is too it's too extreme, and we sort of have to temper it." And there's that's never happened in Islam. Well, actually, what's interesting about Islam is that at the time of the of the Reformation, at the time of the Dark Ages, Islam was actually a lot more chill than it oh, is really? currently. I didn't know that. It was a lot like the Ottoman Empire. That was like things that well, those are different times. But the Ottoman Empire is way way later. But it was very chill, not chill, right. but it wasn't like Wahhabist, like get you know kill the kill them all, like God sort them out type of thing. So it's almost like the things have flipped. And the back in the day, Christianity was like the source of the the, the darkness and ignorance. But there religion. are yeah, but in any group, there's a section of fucking assholes. Right. Just in any group, you can't generalize yeah. and say the whole religion of Islam. Or Catholicism. Right what do you mean? Group. The Jews? Group. There's one group. You're the asshole. <laughs> oh, group of three. The, wait, no. You're the so in this it's group of three, why me though? <laughs> because <laughs> oh shit, because I did it first. No, I hear I, you're of course. Hey Ray J. <laughs> <laughs> I hit it first. Who am I uh, in this scenario? Am, um, I, am I Kanye or the, Kim? No, but you know what's funny is you're Turkey. Kanye. Okay, good, good. Turkey good. is I'll like Kim. I'll get Turkey is a <laughs> getting green. This whole that's very big of you, man. That's very cool. I'll man up and get fucked. Yeah, that's great, great. I think Turkey is like a there, they there is they're like I think their interpretation of the Quran and Islam in general is pretty uh, lax. Or or reform. It would be like they've had a reformation, right? Except that there are huge elements in Turkish society that would love nothing more than to take over the government and right. become super super hardcore again. I mean, I just think it's like it's it was a pretty simple point, I think, and I I don't quite understand what the big issue is. It's just it's the same thing as saying Christians. Uh, there's an element of Christian uh, uh, society that has incredibly backwards and intolerant views about homosexuals and right. women's right. I mean, that's obvious. I, I'm Jewish. I could go forever about the ignorant elements in Jewish uh, society uh, in Israel, especially that are trying to take over. God. Yeah. So it's like Islam. It's pretty obvious, you know. Like yeah. 
but white liberals get super like, oh no! I just saw all these yeah, comedians. Yeah, but the thing about Bill, Bill Maher is he's clearly uh, anti-religion. Yeah, uh, right. That's so right. a lot of his opinion comes off as an extreme generalization first, and then he'll backpedal and say, okay, when someone calls him on the bullshit, he's like, all right, right. well, I, what I meant to say was this. Right. So, no one called him on the bullshit. He was. It was actually an argument between this guy Sam Harris, who's a, who's like written a lot of atheism books. Oh, not the Sam Harris from Star Search. No. <laughs> no, I don't even know who that is. But I like you don't know who that is? I don't, I, oh, no. man. Was he a I've, contestant I've on I've out-referenced you on this one. He was uh, one of the hottest contestants back in the day. He used from to wear like the Chuck's, old Star Search? The old Ed McMahon Star Search. Awesome. And he was a singer. Google him. Or YouTube. <laughs> was Star Search Sam the Harris. first reality, uh, uh, like sort of competition reality show like it's that? the first popular one. For, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it was the first, but it was definitely it was one up of. there. Yeah. yeah. And what was the first reality TV? Was it The Real World? The Real World. I think. Yeah. Uh, well, there was one in on PBS in the late 70s. Oh, uh, interesting. Like a, that, that Albert Brooks based that movie Real Life on. Um <laughs> And they were it was a PBS show, and it was they their name was the Louds. Not kidding, they were the Loud family. It was on PBS. Guys, I'm I'm yeah, you know you know I you have Sam Sam Harris, you have the Louds. I'm just an asshole. You have Scruncho. I got Scruncho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not everybody knew about Scruncho until today. It's another victory for the champs, guys. Another fucking get on the horse. Take your victory lap, Uh, Avion. Thank you for coming, and I hope that you. That's it. What? I wish that you, you had spilled more. We're done. Wait, hold yeah. on. You. What else you got, man? Man, you got a spot to do? No, it's fucking. We've been it's here fucking, talking for. This has been comedy. Two hours. We haven't even talked comedy. We talked sad shit and religion. I, that's what we talk about. You've heard the show. Oh yeah. What do I want to hear? Well, about we didn't your... ask about sex. We didn't. I know. We're really it was falling a off up show. God damn it. What is your? Sex uh, I want to shout about? out to. Uh, What's your sex game all about? Yeah, yeah. You, you get My married? Do you like sex? Love it. Are you married? Um, no, I'm not married, man. Single? Fucking like a porn star. Kids? Nope. Are you out there on the road? I'm out there, Do, man. Doing, I'm in these streets. You're in the streets. <laughs> I'm on in the these road, motherfucking the streets. streets, son. Oh, I miss the streets, man. I really do. <laughs> I miss the streets. I, I love my girl, but I miss the streets. Sometimes they're overrated. Sometimes they're underrated. Yeah, that's what I'll say. How is it out there? It's plentiful. Yeah, I bet. If you will, you know. Uh, great. You, got, you got any great stories? Nah, we can. Come we, on, we can, come we can on, end man. it now. Why did you, right, we just cool. said we were done, <laughs> and then you're like, okay. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for Gotta the, the champs for having yeah. me on. Whatever right. story he's thinking about, we missed out on, and it was going to be Baby great. Avion Crockett. Bye-bye. Marlon.